Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason minus Eric Goodman, who is uh, minus one good man. Yeah, yeah well, we don't have a Goodman, but we have a couple of good men here. There I you think go. we have a couple of good men behind the glass as well, uh, with Thank Danny you. and Andrew working. How you guys doing today, by the way? Doing well, doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to the weekend, but mm-hmm. always happy to see your face, Mace. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh, wow. Happy. There's good a lot of love you. in the air today. There is. There is. Maybe it's just the. Uh, Maybe it's the fact the Broncos are playing their biggest game. Yeah. Maybe not since Super Bowl. game in December. Yes. I'm not going to say their biggest game since Super Bowl 50. I would say their biggest game probably since December 2016, though. Could be, yeah. That's that's fair. Those tones you hear, the dulcet tones of former Major League Baseball pitcher, including a brief stint for the Colorado Rockies, Mark Knutson, filling in in for Goodman. Good to see you again, my friend. It's good to be here. Goodman on the 18th hole by now? Uh, This isn't a golf trip that he's on. Oh, he was, uh, and his fiance are going to see Bruno Mars in concert. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. By the way, that is that a Potomac no, Nationals no, 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 cap? No, no, no it's no, not. No, no, no. Probably, this is like, oh, I'm, I'm a club, okay. I'm a club baseball guy. I'm a high school okay. baseball guy. Club baseball is an outfit I work with yeah. uh, for my summer stuff. So prime baseball. All Good right. Outfit. Because I saw the the P with yeah. the little the flag in there. I know the Potomac Nationals minor league team had something very similar. I am not that creative, Mace. Oh, I'm just not. I'm a very simple guy. My high school program, and yeah. that's about where I'm at right now. You know, the funny thing is, like, kind of wearing the uh, wearing the minor league logo mm-hmm. outside of that particular team's market, it's very hipsterish. Yeah, very much so. Like, I've got I'm some not there. I've got some Asheville tourists I'm here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. miss them being part of the Rockies organization, but I've got like a tourist hat. Remember, they they had that mascot that's mm-hmm. a, a bear yep. that's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a suitcase and a travel suitcase. I, I, uh, when I was playing for the Houston, I was drafted by the Houston Astros. I played for the Astros. Asheville was our one of our our A level teams. Yeah. I was I got sent to Daytona Beach, one level above, so I never played there. Okay, but a lot of guys um, that I played with did and had their Asheville tourist gear and loved it. Loved it, the place. Yeah, loved the place. But the park is interesting. You might not. You might not have <laughs> no, liked I'm, historic I McCormick Field. Nightmares about that place. <laughs> I always liked it though the in the Rocky portion. system because I thought it was always yeah, well, it's yeah. a t- it's a mental yeah. test for every picture, which is good that they developed, which is good, right? Yeah, as it should be. That's what Colorado Springs was too. Yeah. You think it's hard hit it for a picture yeah. at Coors Field. Uh-huh. McCormick Field was worse. Uh, I heard nightmares. Yeah. Hi, it was the highest elevation of any park east of Denver. Uh, higher than baseball. Atlanta? Because Atlanta was second. Uh, yeah, Atlanta biggest. was a little over 1,000, the old yeah. launching pad. Uh, Asheville was about tw- 2,200 feet okay. above sea level. Yeah, they should have stuck it out. Yeah, they should have. The home of Darren Holmes. That's right. Darren's from there. Yeah, and uh, basketball coach Roy Williams as well. If you want to join the conversation, the Go Fast Energy Drink Hotline text line 303-831-1340 or the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. I'm at Mace Denver. Mark, your Twitter handle is? At Mark Knudsen 41. Easy to remember. K-N-U-D-S-O-N. Four one, of and course. I'm retweeting as we speak because your picture's on my on my timeline. Oh my so. gosh! And your picture's going to be on your timeline shortly because okay. the video. Time go. now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Well, like I mentioned, top of the show, 
It's the Broncos' biggest game since December 2016. You probably have to go back to that Tennessee game uh, in week 14 of the 2016 season for a game that had this much going on, this much implications. Of course, Broncos, Chiefs, Sunday night Mm -hmm. football. The winner will be in first place in the AFC West. And so, yes, for now. (laughs) But yes, the Broncos will be in first place if they win this game based on all the permutations yeah. and tiebreakers. And it'll mean so. more than that because they'll have beaten the Chiefs. Yes. And they've beaten the Chargers and the Chiefs back-to-back weeks. So it'll mean a lot if they win. It won't just be that they're in first place for now. Mm-hmm. It'll mean that the two of the biggest obstacles on the schedule have been conquered. So you kind of knock it off right there. You knock it yeah. off right there by mentioning those teams. Yeah. If the Broncos win this game, do they become, at least for this year, not long-term, but for the rest of the season, do they become the front-runners? Well... It's so hard to say with this team because they could lay another egg the following week against somebody they should beat. If they beat everybody they should beat, yeah, they're the front runners. Yeah. But you know, after Dallas, everybody was pumped up, and then Philadelphia came along, and and they laid an egg against the Eagles. And so you just don't know. I mean, the one thing I, I think is constant about this team is we just don't have any idea from week to week which outfit's going to show up on the field. We just don't. And that that's you know they say water finds its own level. I think this is an average NFL roster with an average quarterback, pretty much average around the. And that and what are they? They're around five hundred. So yeah. I think they'll probably end up that end up that way. And it might be enough to win the division. Who knows? There are a lot of people who think that the roster, aside from quarterback, mm-hmm. is above average. So why do in you some see- places? Okay, in some yeah. places, I think the offensive line is well below average. Don't you? Well, it's, uh, it maybe, just is what it is because right. of because Andrew, yeah. of what they've right. lost. And like for example, Quinn Miners has developed yeah. nicely. This is a That's game a where you're going to miss Graham Glasgow yeah. probably a lot facing Chris Jones. This is the by far the biggest challenge that young yeah. Quinn Miners has faced is having the snarling Chris Jones staring opposite of him for most snaps. Well, just use his belly and get in there. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're below average at linebacker right now. Injuries have, have mm-hmm. hammered them. They're probably above average in the secondary. But again, on an, on balance, it's an average football team, right? And so, yeah, they could certainly they could win this division because everybody in this division is playing that way right now, right? The whole division's playing average. Except Kansas City. Well, now, recently. Now, on recently, balance yeah. for the season, they, yeah, they've right. had a fairly right. pedestrian year. For in, re- in recent weeks, they haven't. Right. And the strange thing is, they haven't been average in recent weeks because of their defense. Yeah, and do you think that flexing the game to Sunday night, I think it helps the Chiefs. I think it lathers up that crowd at, at Arrowhead. Yes. I mean, you'll be there. You'll get to see that. Mm-hmm. It, I just think it intensifies the spotlight, which I think will help the Chiefs a little bit. So I don't think that would, I mean, Broncos being on national TV for the first time all year, yes, that's a cool deal. Doesn't necessarily help them this week. And let's look, let's face it. This game is not in prime time because of the Broncos. Even oh, though course. it's a big game, they have a chance to get into first place. This game was flexed because people want to see Patrick Mahomes right. and the Chiefs, and it was a game that was not protected. They right. If there weren't protections on games that CBS and Fox can make, the primetime time game almost certainly would have been Ravens-Steelers. Well, for, for the history of that rivalry, yes. the best game is probably what? Um, Bengals. Bengals. Char- Bengals. Right, Char- and that was the one that was in discussion, but right. it's the Chiefs, right. two-time defending AFC champions, right. and even though the Bengals and Chargers, I think that's probably the game of the day in yeah. terms of the afternoon yeah. slate of games, but... You're not talking about two teams with big fan bases. And you're not talking about the most exciting player in the NFL. Yes. Right? I mean, you can make a case for Lamar Jackson, but Patrick Mahomes is the guy everybody wants to see, as you just just said. So Mahomes is exciting, but the defense is what's carrying the Chiefs right right now. Which side of the ball should concern the Broncos more to cause more problems? Is it still Mahomes, 
or is it this defense, especially since Chris Jones was able to go back to his natural position on the inside? You left out special teams, your favorite. Your favorite oh, part of, the well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the Dave Tobe versus yeah. Tom McMahon yeah, special it, teams yeah. coordinator Which matchup. doesn't thrill you, I'm sure, uh, at this point. But it, I, well, the Broncos special teams is coming off it's, arguably its best game. Yeah, yeah. Having cost him recently. Recently, right? So that's always it's a good. low bar. Oh, it's, it's a very low bar. It hasn't cost it's a very low them. bar. Not that they haven't done but well. Just, oh, just hasn't screwed just it up. Just play, just be average, be break even. But yeah, I mean, obviously turnovers will play a role in it mm-hmm. as well. So you want, you know, Melvin Gordon's probably not going to play as you've noted, but yeah, um, you know, you want to keep the ball off the ground. You want to keep turn, you know, turnovers to a minute. You want to be zero in turnovers. You want to be at least even in turnovers. If they win the turnover battle, they got a decent chance to win the football game. But um, they haven't. Generated to last week, obviously with Sertain's interceptions, is an anomaly because they haven't had much turnover production from the defense. Well, they don't generate turnovers generally unless they get a lead, yeah. and that's and and that's kind of part and parcel of it. More pressure usually leads to yeah. mistakes, mm-hmm. and of course, those mistakes happened for the Chargers late. Whereas yeah. the the Broncos, you know, they had their yeah you know, the the Drew the Drew Lock fumble fumble yeah, sure. that somehow they recovered, and the interception happened when. It, it was early and they were ahead. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, I, yeah. There's a lot of things that you can look at to say, if this goes right, the Broncos can win. There's there's a lot of those things. It's not just, well, they have no chance in the world. They've got to win the turnover battle by mm-hmm. four or five to have a chance. It's not that. They have to run the ball. Yeah. And they have to stick with it. Now, part, now obviously, that means don't – that probably means don't let the game get out of hand. Yeah. But here's the thing. What Pat Shermer needs to do is go in saying, unless – this unless we are behind three scores yeah. in the in the third quarter, unless we are really under the gun. The clock is against. If this, it's yeah. if it's thirteen three in the third quarter and they have the ball, don't run. deviate right. from your game plan. Run an interesting stat on the Chiefs in the sixty five Patrick Mahomes starts when a when an opponent runs at least forty nine percent of the time, the Chiefs are three and twelve. Wow. When they don't hit that 49% threshold, the Chiefs are 47-3. Yeah, I, I want That's a great stat, and I wonder why teams abandon the pass, the running game so early when they're behind. Because the clock's not a, not against you really until the fourth quarter, right? Why why in the, set you down by two or three scores in the second quarter? Why are you abandoning the running game then? Unless it has been you know completely ineffective to that point. And yet we're just not going to run the ball today, so let's just start throwing it. But you're right. This, this is a Broncos team that needs to run the ball to be effective. So I hope I hope you're right. I hope they don't abandon it too early. If they stick with it a little bit longer, you know, I know that Vegas hopes they keep it, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep it, you know, keep it close, right? Run the run the mm-hmm. ball and, and keep it close. I have a theory on it, and mm-hmm. I know it shouldn't surprise you. I have a theory on everything, but I think part of the reason is that you have football compared to baseball is a limited game, small sample size sport, right? And thus, I don't think there's that same level of kind of big picture thinking. Whereas it's like, oh, and you get yeah. into the, the panic, uh, the panicky nature that humans sometimes have, it kind of kicks in. Because like, oh. you only have one game a week. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, okay. we, we're like, you start looking at that clock and you're down 10 points and it's a game where your offense is probably going gonna, gonna to have eight to 10 possessions. Right. And you're thinking, well, okay, here it is. Ten minutes to go, third quarter. We may only have four possessions here. We're running out of time, and you get it. Really not though. Yeah, and you get, that's what happens. Like you get that itchy trigger finger. Yeah. I, I'll never forget when Adam Gase was the Broncos' offensive coordinator. Uh, they had that game against the Rams back in 2014, 
and the Rams beat them 22-7. So in other words, yeah. the Rams were ahead, but it was never at a point where you looked at where where they were ahead by like three yeah, scores. It was, right. it was always a game that was, it was a frustrating game that was within reach, but the Broncos, I think, ran eight times. And I'll never forget the next day, Adam Gase bumping into him and him saying, now, hey, was actually apologetic. I'm like, well, right. you don't have to apologize. These things happen. But he said, look, you kind of get in the game, in the in the in the game, and you start kind of feeling an urgency, and you panic a little bit, and you're not, and it gets away from you yeah. because you're trying to make it all all back right. on one play. Yep. Yeah. And, and without thinking that, hey, listen, if we, you know, we're gonna have limited possessions, but we can limit their possessions too if we hang on right. the football for a while. And that's I, it. Bothers doing. me when people say time of possession is an overrated stat because if you're off, unless your offense is just incredible it's not an overrated stat because your defense needs a break you know the hurry up has its moments certainly but the no huddle and all that man that's nasty tough on your defense and you know what it's not overrated when it comes to the chiefs because one because there's a clear correlation with having the ball longer and having a better chance to win in those 65 mahomes starts uh the chiefs have had 12 games where they've possessed the ball for less than for fewer than twenty six minutes. Twelve out of sixty five. Twelve out of sixty five. Wow. See, and the Chiefs' record in those games is three and nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, compared to uh, the, I believe it's a uh, forty seven and six record yeah. in Makes all sense. other games. Get so off the, the field on defense. So Get you've got so Pat Shermer. Keep these things yes. in mind. Yep. Play the tempo game, and even without Melvin Gordon, play the ground game. Coming up on the other side. It's officially day two of the Major League Baseball lockout. We've got Mark Knudsen, former, former Major League pitcher here. We're going to talk about how long it'll last, the issues, and what could be the most difficult items in terms of bringing the Players Association and the owners together to get this done. That's coming up on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Mark Knudsen in for Eric Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. I came through in the clutch, more than lipsticks and phones. Wore your fave cologne just to get you along. Don't be afraid to catch pills. Don't be afraid to catch these pills. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Eric Goodman on assignment in the parlance of the late, great Irv Brown. Mark Knutson sitting in for him. I want to tell you about Silter Har Mazda, which is loaded with inventory so you can get the right car at the right price, like the Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30, a small crossover SUV with all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power, and 32 miles per gallon on the highway. You've seen those gas prices all over the place. 32 miles per gallon sounds great for your budget. So you can take one of those for a test drive today. And Silterhart Mazda, of course, is a family-owned business that has been serving Colorado families for over 60 years. And remember, at Silterhart Mazda, the buying experience is stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. They're not going to hector you or pester you. They will let you, they, they will let you go around the showroom. They'll take it easy. They will not give you the hard sell. So check out Silterhar Mazda in Broomfield. Go to go there for the season of inspiration, or go to sthmazda.com if you want to join the conversation on the Rocky Mountain Forest Parks Twitter feed. I'm Mace Denver. Mark in, is in, at Mark Knutson. In, in Earl Brown parlance. Yes. 
we take it a little slower up north in Broomfield. Yeah. Um, Mazda, I like right that. down the street from my house. Yeah. Or right down the street from Irv's house. Irv lived in, right by Silter Har. It's just far enough removed from Denver mm-hmm. to where you downshift. It used to be bit. out there by itself. And now I do remember around yeah. that. Now it's just crazy. Even like it, it hasn't been that long. I remember mm-hmm. when I first got to Colorado 18 years ago, and I actually. I did some moonlighting shooting high school football games. Mm-hmm. And I remember shooting a, a playoff game up in Broomfield. Right, right. Broomfield and it, right, right it, up the street. Yeah. And it was a hike. Oh, and yeah. you, you got out of the metro area. Well, guess who had to make the hike in reverse this afternoon and fight this oh, nasty traffic today? I'm sorry. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. How long a drive is that, by the way? It took me more than an hour to get here today. Oh, mercy. Because the traffic was really bad. I don't know why people coming into the city from the north, which is usually is not the case, mm-hmm. but... There is no, anyway. there's no such thing as a reverse <laughs> commute. There are people just going yeah. in all directions. That's that's the thing I actually learned working for the Broncos because I lived in Wash Park. Yep. And oh, yet yeah. I thought I, I would move there. I'm like, oh, reverse commute. Right. Never right. happened. Mm-mm. Never not happened. Till, not till the pandemic. Then there was no commute. But Yeah. I kind of mi- I kind of missed the lack of cars. That, that was, was a, nice. Yeah. That was the only good part about mm-hmm. it. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Well, it's day two of the day Major two. League Baseball lockout. We're not going to be counting the days. Maybe we will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring it up on every show. How about we go in reverse, pick a spring training date, and go backwards from there? Yeah. So we say that, Let's. we're going to say that it's a little bit late. Maybe the pictures and catches are brought on March 1st. Could be. Yeah. I mean, actually, which kind of makes me think, how soon do they need to, or what is the latest date that you can get players reporting, starting with pictures and catches reporting, that you can get players in and start the season on time I would say March. March 10th. Okay. I would say, because of COVID proved we could do a three-week spring training and, and have a season. Okay. So I think three weeks of spring training, which means give, give us three weeks in March. I think they could do it start in April. Would there be any games? Would there be enough time to play any games in that? Or oh, just, you'd play games. You'd one. have a week of practice maybe, and then you'd start playing games. you get 14 spring training games in, something like that. Pitchers got to get their work in, so yeah. Okay. So Although the way starters are going now, maybe they only need to get two or three innings in. and well, they can, That's a whole nother. You could do a whole show on that We stuff. could do a whole show talking about pulling a guy with a no-hitter yeah. in, the fifth, uh. <laughs> in the fifth inning of game three of the World Series. Oh, don't be bitter. Your team won. I know they did. And they won that game. And they won the game, and it pr- it proved to be the right call. Right. But, and yes, Ian Anderson in Game 3 of the World Series, he was what we would all call effectively wild. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, there was a parade of guys on the base paths. Mm-hmm. But when you, ste- when you step back and think about the, the fact that you took a picture Dude, out with a no-hitter the in baseball, the World Series. The baseball romantic in you is starting to show here. I right? know. That's the old school way of thinking. We but, just don't do it that way anymore, unfortunately. We don't do it anymore. Well, here it was two years in a row in the World Series. You had, you, you Blake, had Snell. Blake Snell yep. in game six. That proved to be the wrong move. Yep. Ian Anderson pulled. Yep. It's the right move. The That's, data's driving everything, man. Oh, It's driving all it the is. decisions. So as of right now, the yep. season is scheduled to start on March 31st. Mm-hmm. March 10th is probably, like you said, yep. probably mm-hmm. the latest that they can have that they right. can have a full season. What is your gut feeling right now as to whether this season starts on time or not? Here, here's you're going to be shocked when I tell you this. I'm not shocked. Here's by my anything. gut feeling on this. I'm planning on right. I'll give you tease what I'm going to be writing about this week. Okay. I don't think the sports betting industry lets them not start on time. Oh. There's too much money being interjected into baseball now from the sports betting industry. Mm-hmm. 
Um, too much to lose. The owners have too much to lose. You have an entire group of owners that are, unless your name is Steve Cohen, you're money-driven. And I, I said this on Twitter. If you don't believe in reincarnation, ask yourself how George Steinbrenner can come back from the dead and be called Steve Cohen. <laughs> right? Because I think there's a little something going on there. But anyway. I think, I think Cohen <laughs> I, is what Steinbrenner wanted, wanted to be, be budget-wise. Yeah. yeah. There isn't one. Yeah. Um, but I think... I, I, there's a lot lot going on in here, um, and you've noted this sometimes in our notes that um, the biggest issue for the players is they, they call it competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to talk with Tony Clark when he was in here for, at the All-Star break. Right. Uh, I spoke to a group of alumni. I had a chance to corner him afterwards and p- bend his ear a little bit. Their biggest issue is the fact that teams can all major league teams make a profit before they ever put a single fanny in a single seat. The motivation to win is absent. You don't have to put a good product on the field in order to win and be profitable. Right, even if you're drawing eight thousand right, a game right. like the Rays, right? You're making money, even if you're not trying to win. And I think that's what bothers the players the most because that yes, that suppresses salaries not for the big guys, not for the Max Scherzers, but for the average guys. Major League Baseball. I read this today. A great, great piece by um, uh, uh, guy from Fox. I can't say it, Tom. I can't say his, I can't say his last name for a minute. Tom Verducci. Tom Verducci. He he wrote a great piece today. I really encourage people to read it. Um, he talked about the fact that NHL, the, the average, the, the minimum salary in NHL is higher than it is in baseball. Yeah. You know, half the games. So, and I understand it's a physical sport versus one that's considered not physical, but the bottom line is baseball, this image of baseball players being, all being bazillionaires, not that many, right? The majority are not. And so Tony Clark wants to see the players, the, the wealth spread a little bit more. But the, play, the younger guys make make money earlier in your contracts mm-hmm. because owners have data. We were talking about this before we went on the air. The owners now have data in their position that shows a guy declines at age 30, right? Yes. And they don't. They can say, look, this proves that his, his performance is going to go down. We're not going to pay him. We're not going to give him 10-year contracts when they're 30 years old anymore. The, the Albert Pujols contracts are over. And they can't be charged with collusion for that because they have data to prove it. So the owners are saying, okay, or the players, okay, now start lowering the arbitration. You don't have to be six years to get arbitration anymore. Right. Even though Marvin Miller set that bar, way back in the day. But he set that bar before we had the analytics on players declining, even though Branch Rickey wouldn't give out contracts to guys over 32. So I I think the players have have some ammo of their own. Yeah. uh, And, and, you know, talk about public perception. You're not going to win the battle of public perception. Either side isn't going to win win sympathy. But the players say, listen, we want want to get rid of tanking. We want want teams to to have to field a competitive team in order to make a profit. It's a very populist stance for them to take. Right, right. Because if you say we want to stop the tanking, that's something that would resonate with Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. They want competitive balance. It would resonate with Pittsburgh fans Mm -hmm. and and Royals fans Mm -hmm. and and Cleveland fans. I almost said their old nickname and uh, Marlins fans. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Wherever the A's are. The A's are... are, are, (laughs) The A's and the Rays have proven you can win without spending a ton of money, which but is But they great. haven't won at all, but and that's what's interesting. Like, right. a, as successful as they've been, they have not had yeah. the right. in Vic Fangio parlance, the oomph yeah. to get over the top, whereas yeah. other teams that do operate within budgets have won, have maximized their shot. At well, there's one. no question yeah. that having more resources gives you a better chance to win. That's obvious. But in baseball, it's not like it used to be where there's some teams didn't have any resources. Because of revenue sharing, everybody's sharing now in this in this big pie. And mm-hmm. the, the Rockies have more resources than they might lead on, let on. You know, they, they could spend this offseason, and they've done nothing so far in free agency. They could. They have the resources to do it now. 
and, and they just have chosen not to. What's interesting, you think like the Rockies, it's a good example because mm-hmm. there they were, and because they were able to get more fans in the park mm-hmm. sooner, they ended up finishing seventh in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. in attendance, and they were they just missed two million fans. Yeah. I mean, some some teams. I mean, yeah, you had six teams that did not draw one million fans yeah. last year, yeah. and the Rocky and the Rockies were there playing just under in front of just under twenty five thousand. So, so they lost le- less revenue than a lot of other teams. And oh, by the way, then they had All Star Weekend and all the yes. stuff around that yes. to kind of give them a little. Extra injection right. of cash. And I am told by people close to the situation that the Rockies TV deal and radio deal, their media rights deal, isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they don't, they don't, sure, it's not Dodgers. And honestly, when you talk about big market versus small market, it's not the attendance that's the difference. It's the media rights that's the difference, local media rights. National media rights, everybody shares in it, right. unlike football. Everybody shares in national media. And nobody, they don't share local media rights. That's where revenue sharing comes in. Mm-hmm. Because the Yankees and the Dodgers make billions on their radio and tv where the rockies don't but the rockies is i'm told it's not as bad as people think it is so they have resources they're just deciding how to spend them because jeff brightish didn't know how to spend it and now they're trying to figure out how to do it right what's funny a good comparison is like san diego san diego mm-hmm. right san diego the san diego area is smaller than the denver boulder right. area right and san diego has no secondary market to mm-hmm. speak of yeah unless you count palm springs yeah which is a pretty good drive yes so they're boxed in. Mm-hmm. The Rockies have Region. places like oh. Albuquerque yeah. and Salt Lake City. And, yep. and yes, okay, there's a lot of pasture land and empty space and mountains in their territory. But they have some decent regional size. Draw. They have a regional draw. Secondary markets. They are a regional draw. And yet San Diego is a team that is willing to spend perhaps beyond what its revenue means yeah. dictate but the Rockies So aren't. you ask me what the biggest issue here is, and I think that's it. I think that's in a nutshell. There's little things, and I see guys like Bob Knight and all these people saying, well, you know, they haven't talked about the on-field um, rule changes stuff. Well, I asked Tony Clark that as close to me and you, right? Yeah. He said, that's not a collective bargaining issue. He said, these rule changes that are being proposed, the owners can put those in anytime they want. Well, I shouldn't say anytime. It proposed to the union. The union says no, like the three-batter minimum, which the union said no to. The following year, the owners can put it in. Mm-hmm. So rule changes and you know universal DH. That's not those aren't collective bargaining issues. That's the easy that's what part. To, that's what Tony Clark. Yeah, and that's the easy part. And there's a lot of things that are easy that are getting done. The big picture issue: moving arbitration back, eligibility back, stopping service time manipulation. You know, leaving guys like that Rashman kid from Baltimore, leaving the catcher, leaving him in the minors all year, so you hold on to him a couple years longer. Well, Chris Bryant's kind of the yeah. avatar of that. Right, right. Yeah. That the players want to get rid of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The players haven't done. I mean, there hasn't been a work stoppage in 26, 27 years, right? But the players have kind of gradually over that time lost a lot of ground in these agreements. The last couple people, observers would say the owners won those mm-hmm. rounds. The players are, are going to be more steadfast about this time. And it's interesting because, of course, the players are steadfast and they still have the most powerful union yes, they do. in sports. By the way, you mentioned the Verducci article and there mm-hmm. really, here, there's an interesting data point in here. Mm-hmm. Accounting for inflation. Players making the league minimum were paid more seven years ago yeah. than they than they are that, now. That's what I'm talking about. That's lo- yeah. having lost ground. And I think uh-huh. that, that's a great article by Verducci. It he is. Does, and he doesn't necessarily so, take... SI.com if you right. want to read. He it's doesn't worth your take time. a side. Yeah. He, but he's very explanatory. And, and, and he's a very good writer. And that's a really good piece. So I would re- encourage people who want to follow this, learn that. There's no reason to panic right now. Right. There's no games being lost. And the owners did this at the right time. Um, it, you know, it's kind of, it's a... 
it's ugly to look at, but it's not going to be damaged. It'll be forgotten once they sign it and get, get playing again, and as I long as they don't lose games. Exactly. It's all about not losing games because I remember covering the Broncos in the 2011 lockout, and that lasted you know, basically nearly five months. Yeah. They got they got a deal done right before the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. Literally, the only game that got lost was that Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame preseason yeah. game, and, and no one even remembers it. Exactly, yeah. no one cares if if you don't lose regular season game. games, right. nobody cares about. Yeah, I'm this. telling you, the sp- sports betting and, and Verducci talks yeah. in there a lot about about the um, the length of games, but you know what? We're not. We haven't heard anything about that since early in the season last year, mm-hmm. when sports betting started to become a bigger deal, money-wise, for baseball. The, the the sports betting industry doesn't want shorter games. Longer games mean more things to bet on, True. more wages to place. But this some, is Tony, of, some of those hey, playoff games Tony, got out of hand right, though this Tony, year. <laughs> sure they do. But Tony Clark said this to us. He said, "Listen, they don't. You're not going to hear about pace of play anymore. It's just mm-hmm. not going to be an issue anymore." as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, because of the influence of the sports betting industry. And I think the sports betting industry is also going to say, listen, guys, do what you got to do, but don't miss any games. Yeah. We got a lot of money we're putting in your pocket. Don't miss any games. And they and the sports betting industry, they, they put a lot of money in, and they need that inventory mm-hmm. because there are long stretches of the year where in this country the only thing relevant is baseball yep. Over, yep. over the calendar. Yep. So check that. So day two of the lockout, and as Mark Knudsen says, the day to watch for a full season, if they get it done by March 10th, yep. Going to be a full season in Major League Baseball. Coming up on the other side, we're going to take the Rocky Mountain Forest Parks gambling challenge and we're going to tackle Broncos Chiefs, get a little bit more into that point spread over under. Do we think the Broncos can at least beat the spread? We'll tell you on the other side. Mark Knudsen in for Eric Goodman, Andrew Mason. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. What up, Nelly? You ready to do another one, bro? Talk to him. <laughs> Running on real lights. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. I'm Andrew Mason. You don't hear Eric Goodman today. He is on assignment. Hopefully he's enjoying a great weekend getaway with his fiance. Well deserved. Yes, well deserved. He's been uh, he's been. You working get a weekend hard. getaway too, though. Yeah, kind You're of. Just here tonight. I mean, I'm wor- <laughs> I'm covering the game, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of a getaway. And actually, with the game with Broncos Chiefs being moved to prime time, I've got a little more time to kill. So I am barbecue. actually barbecue. Barbecue, gotta hit the barbecue. There's another bar. There's an extra barbecue meal thrown yep. in now because of the later yep. game. Mm-hmm. So I am treating it kind of like a mini Oklahoma vacation. Joe? I will, well, it goes by Joe's yeah, Kansas right, City it now. His name. I forgot. Last time I was there, it changed. It changed yeah, it. I, I wish it still went by Oklahoma. Well, Joe's. in the gas station, in the old gas station. Yes. Uh huh. That was that was good stuff. Oh though, my man. gosh, it's good stuff. It's incredible. And if you want the full experience, you go to the gas station location right there on the Kansas side of the border. Yep. And yeah, Joe's Kansas City. I've got a reservation at Jack Stack. Okay. As well, I'm gonna hit uh, Q39 for a little brunch on Sunday. They at Q39, which is uh, in Midtown Kansas City, between uh, the Plaza and um, downtown. Mm-hmm. They have brisket poutine. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm a poutine enthusiast. I don't know what that is. Poutine, it's a dish from Quebec, and it's French fries, cheese curds, 
and gravy. My cardiologist would not go for that. Yeah, exactly. It's not something you have very often. Mm -hmm. And then they add smoked brisket onto it. I'm amazed that poutine has never caught on in this country. Doesn't that just seem right? It seems like death on a stick, actually. Yeah. Doesn't it seem right in the American (laughs) wheelhouse? Fries, cheese, gravy. And that's not from Wisconsin. No, it's from from Quebec. Okay. Close enough. Did you ever did you ever get up to Montreal when oh, yeah. you played? Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought maybe you tried it at some no. point. A lot of good poutine places in Detroit. Oh, because they're right across sense. the border. That would make from sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. That would make sense. Did you ever have the smoked meat in Montreal? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what everyone that was, talks about yes. too. Smoked meat. We had that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Time now. And you'll be partaking. I will, and I've gone basically vegetarian for the last three days to kind of cleanse <laughs> myself before, Very good plan. before I go there. And then next week, I'll probably go vegan when I come back <laughs> for about to. a week. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. All right, time now for the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Cal, Caden Evan of the Just Us Guys podcast. And as we usually do, it's a focus on the Bronco game this week. Of course, Sunday night football, the Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And at this moment, the Chiefs are a nine and a half point favorite. Who have you got? Me? Yes. Well, yeah, let's start with the one who doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to gambling. Um, listen, there's nobody out there. Nobody's listening. Nobody's paying attention that doesn't think the Chiefs could win by double digits, right? Yeah. I mean, you, Mahomes gets hot, and this game could be an absolute blowout. We know that. Mm-hmm. That being said, that seems like an awful lot of points. It's just, I mean, I'm not a gambler, but I don't, I, given double digit points seems like a really dangerous proposition to me. I, I think I'd, if, I, if someone held a gun to my head, I'd probably take the Broncos and the points. A defensive-oriented team like the Broncos. Now, they've been inconsistent. Yes. But if you get them playing well, and they did hold the Chiefs to 22 points last year and have done a good job clamping down in the red zone against them. And the Broncos are going to want to play, I think, a deliberately paced game. So I think the Chiefs win, but they win by a touchdown. So on point spread, I'm taking the Broncos. Over under 47-and-a-half. And yeah, I'm going to kind of double down on yeah. how I think this yep. is going to be, at least from the Broncos' perspective, a relatively deliberately paced game. I'm taking the under in the Num- Numerous field goals for both teams, right? Yeah. I mean, Broncos' red zone offense is, eh. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would think I would lean that direction as well. By the way, the points accounted for by the Chiefs' offense against Vic Fangio's defense yeah. in four previous games, again, offensive points, 23, 23, 29 and 22. Yeah. That's what the Chiefs yeah. have gotten against Vic Fangio. So if defense. you want to get want the over, you're hoping the Broncos can put some points up. Yep. And the Chiefs defense has been playing pretty well. Yep. Guys, what do you think? So you look at those numbers, by the way. 20, so 23, because the Chiefs had a defensive touchdown that right. 2019 game uh, here in Denver. 23 in the snow. They had the 29-point game last year. The Chiefs had 43 on the scoreboard. They had a defensive touchdown and a special teams right. touchdown. And the curious thing was that the Chiefs didn't have 300 yards. Yeah. Broncos were giving the Chiefs some short fields. And then last year in December, Broncos de- secondary decimated by injuries. And that was that was very much kind of the peak of 
We're gonna let them. We're gonna let them march down the field, twenty yard line, twenty right. yard line, and put the clamps down in the red zone, and that's what kept it close. And mm-hmm. I think you will probably see a similar game here, where the Chiefs do pile up some yardage, do get some big plays, twenty to twenty, but then Broncos drop guys into a zone. If they, as long as they don't get too cute and blitz, and we saw last week they had a lot of success with just a four man rush. They can stick with the four-man rush, drop everybody else into coverage. I think the Chiefs are yeah, settling for field you're goals. You're going, again. and I'm sure the press box windows will be open. What are you packing weather-wise? What do you think? It's supposed, I mean, this is October weather, not December weather. December December in Kansas City is historically hideous. As it was probably two years ago playing be, in a snowstorm. Probably won't be this time, right? Sunday's high temperature is 65 in Kansas yeah. City. Now it's a yeah. night game, but as I'm looking Still. at my, my, my weather app here, the kickoff temperature Sunday night in Kansas City, December the fifth, yeah. fifty six degrees. Crazy. Insane. If someone if someone had said fifty six degrees, you'd asked him minus fifty six for a December, night game in December. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised at fifty six for a day game. You yeah. do still get some nice days at this time of year, yeah. but a night game. Yeah. This is as as good as the Broncos so that, could that's possibly not hope. For. That's not going to. Harm the offenses, obviously. No, They'll operate more normally. Uh, although sometimes bad weather, bad footing gives the offense an advantage. Uh, you so, could see some yeah. of that in 2019 yeah. that the Broncos on defense, you had guys yep. that were slipping a little yep. bit, and of course the offensive guys have a little bit of an advantage because they, they know, know where they're, they're going, going, they know where they're cutting, especially in the pass game. The thing was, it was also kind of windy that day as yeah. well. Field goals probably be most these, these two kickers will make their their attempts. So, but yeah. I, I'm still. I would stick with the under as well. Yeah, it's feels. It feels like about a twenty to thirteen type of game coming here. 20, yeah, twenty-seven, twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. by the twenty-seven, twenty would still be the under. Yep. By the way, yeah. all right. That's what we expect in Broncos Chiefs. Danny, what did we miss? Tell us what's on the other side, and just in case you missed it. A lot of guys uh, play multiple sports. Guys and girls play multiple sports in high school. It becomes they less do. common in college, and of course. In the pros, it is a unicorn, a very, very rare occurrence. There's an interesting story out of CU Boulder where an athlete is uh, starting his way on two different sports, and he just got that underway this week. He's a freshman up there, so I've got an interesting question for you guys on that. And the Memphis Grizzlies with an NBA record last night in their win over the Thunder. What was it? That's next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Mason and Knutson. You, I guess you're getting everything you want. You bought a new car and your career's really taking off. It's like we never even happened. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking. I want you to be happier. I want you to be happier. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on milehighsports.com. Listen on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD, 3 FM. Eric Goodman on assignment. You have Mark Knutson filling in for him. I'm Andrew Mason, of course, and if you want to join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, I'm at Mace Denver. He is at Mark Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-O-N. 41. 41. Time Tom, Tom Seaver. Yep. Time now for the final word. The final word. 
presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, intriguing story out of Boulder as University of Colorado true freshman quarterback Drew Carter has joined Tad Boyle's team for basketball practice this week. Carter played in just a few games for Carl Durrell's Buffaloes on the gridiron, and many fans called to see more of Drew Carter as Brendan Lewis struggled, also a freshman, uh, with the quarterback duties for the Buffaloes. Drew Carter played both basketball and football at Tigard High School in Oregon. Which coach do you think was a tougher customer for Carter to sell the two-sport idea to, Darrell or Boyle? Ooh. Good question. Well, That's a good question. it is a good question because Tab Boyle may be like, well, I don't want you getting hurt. Right. I think probably was a tougher sell for Carl Darrell, though. Yeah, you definitely got to get permission. Right. I'll, I'll go back. Listen, I, back in the early 80s, I'm dating myself, but um, Nebraska had a quarterback named Turner Gill. And Turner ended up playing professional baseball. Yes. Um, and he was supposed to play summer ball with us. I was playing summer ball out there uh, after my junior year, and he was supposed to play with Turner was supposed to play with us. Mm-hmm. But Tom Osborne stepped in and said, eh, 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 <laughs> nah, nah, nah. you got to go to quarterback school here. You are you just played one year. You're going to be a sophomore. You need mm-hmm. to study the playbook, blah, blah, blah. So Turner never played with us. After he was done with his football, ability, then he played baseball at Nebraska and got drafted. Right. Um, so it's it's doable, but the football coach will have the fine. If he's on a football scholarship, Darrell has the say. So. Especially if he's a quarterback, kind right. of the importance of that. And right. uh, I believe spring practice in Boulder begins in February, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they move that around, but yeah. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah, so that might get interesting yeah. if uh, CU's trying for something. I remember, uh, but it's it has it's been, been done. done. Oh, yeah. It's been Lots done. I, I think back to North Carolina around the turn of the century had Ronald Curry and Julius Peppers. Yeah. Right. on the team, and Julius Peppers was actually a key player on a Final Four They have gone team. back. Now, the NFL has gone back and, and retro-dated stat, uh, sacks, right? And the guy, I think he might even be the all-time leader in sacks now, is Al Bubba Baker. Yes. Right? CSU Ram. Right. Basketball player at CSU. Because he was a long, Bubba, lanky guy. Bubba knocked guys into the seats at Moby. Yeah. I watched Bubba body-check a guy and go flying into the stands at Moby. So back then, you know, Sarkar Slaney, I can remember who was a coach then, said, yeah, go yeah. play basketball, Bubba. And Bubba played basketball well. Um, I think if Drew Carter can contribute to the Buffs basketball team, Tad, Tad will probably twist Carl's arm and say, yeah, let me keep this kid around. If not, if it's just for show, he's, he's wearing pads for spring football. Probably. Bubba Baker, by the way, his first three years in the, in the NFL, 56 and yeah. a half sacks Bubba. in his first three years, and he had the misfortune of doing it before the sack was an official stat. Right, that's, right. that's one for the veterans community to take up. There you go. Well, however it plays out up there in Boulder, a good way for Drew Carter to at least mm-hmm. stay in shape. Yes. Very true. Just in case Very you true. missed it, the Memphis Grizzlies set a new NBA record for margin of victory in their 152-79 to win over the Thunder last night. Nine of 12 Grizzlies who played reached double figures, and Memphis was without Ja Morant, their star and their leader of that team. 30 years ago, the Cavaliers beat the Heat by 68, and the other top four largest margins of victory were in 1998 and 1972. So this is the first time there's been this big of a blowout since the year 2000. Any surprise that there aren't more 
of these massive margins of victory in recent years since the league shifted to more of a prolific well, three-point shooting John offensive John Moran's unhappy league. right now. He didn't get any. <laughs> he didn't get any. <laughs> yeah. There was some to be got. He didn't get any of it. But, um, you know, you almost got to stop trying if you're if you're Oklahoma City at that point, right? You just quit trying. But how many? You said twelve Grizzlies played. Do they have fifteen? Twelve players. How many yep. had they have suited up? Because they, I mean, the trainer should have been playing at that point, right? Yeah, you would think uh, that they get that them they all would in just there. be running around but out yeah, there to obviously to eat up uh, time. And if you're, and if you're yeah. a Grizzlies fan, you're saying save some of those points for the next game. Well, usually what exactly? And usually what happens in those games is the fourth quarter. You know, you end up uh, the team that's Sloppy. winning just they throw they throw yeah. their back their last five right. guys out right. there and. Uh, and then it, and then you see the margin kind of kind of diminish, but you, not in this case. You know who who wouldn't have a problem with this? Doug Moe. Yeah. Doug Moe said, if you're going to lose, just go ahead and get blasted, get yes. it over with, get it out of your system. Doesn't margin of victory doesn't show up in the standings. Yeah. You know I don't think they have a have a uh, point differential, a run differential in basketball today. So it doesn't yeah. show up. So yeah. Doug would have said, yeah, just if you're going to lose, just go get crushed. There were some really fascinating individual numbers about this, but I I keep looking at the the stat line for Santi Aldama who was a first-round pick of the Jazz, and now he's playing for the Grizzlies, okay? This past year, he's out of Loyola, not Loyola of Chicago, Loyola of Maryland, the Greyhounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Santi Aldama, who did not start, played played 28 minutes, 29 seconds, his plus-minus was 52. Oh, my goodness. He'd never played more than 15 minutes in a game prior to last night, and he got a plus 52. How many points did he score? 18. Eight of sixteen from the field, missed all his threes. Had ten. He had eighteen and ten. It was a nice. It was a good yeah. game for him. But plus fifty two. Somebody, somebody stop trying. Yeah, and Multiple by the somebody stop. And trying. by the way, Jeremiah Robinson Earl for the Thunder, his plus minus minus fifty six. Oh that takes a long time to come back from. Yeah, that's that, gonna be a tough. That's one. gonna that, that's gonna leave a mark. That yeah. is just in case you missed it. Brought to you by our friends over at Mountain High Appliance, where of course you wow. can try before you buy, and they've got the best selection of appliances anywhere in the Rocky Mountain region. And you've heard about supply issues throughout uh, throughout many the industries. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've got boats that are sitting yep. off the coast of Long Beach, yep. that sort of thing. You don't have those supply uh, issues at Mountain High Appliance. They will do what it takes to make sure you get the appliance you need. So check them out at mountainhighappliance.com. they got multiple locations throughout the front range. Coming up on the other side, we on this show like to look over the horizon. So we talked about Broncos Chiefs at the start of the show, but now we're going to look on the horizon to what may well be the defining story of the offseason to come, Broncos ownership, some key things. We talked about him yesterday, and just in case you missed it, we're going to dive more into that, into what the news of what's what what news and what's going on with Broncos ownership, what happened this week, what it means for the team maybe being sold in the offseason. More to come on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Mark Knutson in for Eric Gim and I'm Andrew Mason, Mahai Sports Radio, MahaiSports.com. 